Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? Ugh. You are listening to... Comedy Club for Kids presents... Radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense. Howdy, howdy, outside it's cloudy, uh, which isn't true actually. I was just saying that because it sounded fun to start the show with. Um, outside it's actually, no, it's sort of not anything, it's just sort of like a wall. That's really weird. Oh, no, wait, no, sorry, sorry. I was looking at the wall instead of through the window. Uh, hang on, sorry. Um, yeah, outside it's sunny, oh, which is nice. And there is a sparrow in the tree that keeps staring at me like it's about to tell me off for something. Well, that's weird. I'm not sure what it wants to tell me off about. I haven't done anything mean to sparrows apart from, well, that article I wrote a few years ago for Big Smells magazine called The Most Boring Birds Ever. And I made sparrows number one most boring because they are, aren't they? They're all the sort of colours that grown-ups buy trousers in. And then they make this chirpy, chirpy noise that doesn't sound anywhere near as good as an orchestra or, you know, as good as this. So I'm not impressed, right? All I'm saying is sparrows, put some pink or green in your hair and maybe learn how to do noises like... And then you'll go up in my estimation of birds that are actually good, actually. You know, sparrows can't read, though, anyway. I'm sure he hasn't read that article. This one is really staring at me. Maybe someone read it to him. Look, it was a while ago that I wrote that, and I have learned since, uh, and I wouldn't say such things about sparrows now. Instead, if I was to write a similar article now, I'd say something like, there are other birds I'd prefer, but overall sparrows do try their best, and I'm sure if you got to know them, they'd be really pleasant and not at all boring. Uh, Sorry, hello, and welcome to Radio Nonsense, the official comedy club for kids podcast for all ages from... (laughs) To... And everything in between. I'm still Tiernan, despite my best efforts. And today, a sparrow won't stop staring at... Oh, it's gone. It's gone. Oh, maybe I was imagining it. Maybe it was just looking this way and it wasn't actually looking at me at all. Did you know there's a phobia called anatidophobia, which is the fear that somewhere a duck or a goose is watching you? That's terrifying, isn't it? Imagine a duck just watching you, like whatever you're doing, wherever you went. What do you want, duck? Why are you staring at me? I'm not made of bread, am I? Am I? Ugh, that wouldn't make sense. Or I'd just sort of crumble in the rain and instead of a jacket, I'd just wear some margarine or cheese. Anyway, there's no duck staring at me, so I'm not worried about that right now. But, oh, the sparrow's back and it's looking right at me again. Right, I'm just going to ignore it for now and see if it goes away. So, um, thanks for all your nice reviews of the podcast and also all your emails, as always. And look, this week I've got to make a small announcement. Oh, actually, that's sort of a nice announcement noise, isn't it? It makes it sound like it's going to be exciting. It's not. It's a slightly boring announcement, so... 
Yeah, so it's just to say that, as I mentioned each week, the stack of questions that you're sending in, it's now higher than the Comedy Club of Kids HQ. So I've had to put it outside, and currently someone's trying to climb it to break a world record. And that is great, right? I love that you send in loads of questions because, well, things need to be answered. And, um, you know, we couldn't do this show if we didn't have your questions. And, of course, if you have any questions that you do need to send in, get your warbling whiny glums, sorry, grown-ups, to help you do that at podcast.comedyclub4kids.co.uk. But, <laughs> I said but, sorry, I mean but, <laughs> I said but again, sorry, but if you have already had a question answered on this show, I'm afraid if you send in any more, they're going to go to the very back of the queue or bottom of the pile or the top of the pile, I don't know which is the hardest bit to get to, but basically lots of people have only sent in one question and I haven't even got round to theirs yet, so it's not fair to answer more from some listeners than from others, and I hope that is okay, I very much like that you'll send me questions and it is obvious, even if we just answer one of your questions, I'm sure you've got loads more, um, but... I will, I just said but again, but I will prioritise, that means preference, puts the ones first from people who haven't had one answered yet. Um, don't forget, also, you can come and see us live by checking out where our shows are at comedyclub4kids.co.uk and you can ask me any questions there live, even if you have asked one before, I don't mind, because that'll be at our shows. Um, and you can also find us on Pop Jam too, where I've forgotten to post anything for ages, but I will do soon, and you can definitely ask questions there too. Hmm, Sparrow seems to have gone again now. That's weird, isn't it? So I guess I'll just do the most importantest bit. Ah, the Sparrow's in the Comedy Club Kids HQ and he's very angry. Quick, listen to this while I work out what to do. Go away, go away. The bird scratches a hole in the ground with its feet. On today's show, I am joined by none other than James Campbell, a.k.a. Jimmy Campbellisons, a.k.a. J.K. Bell, a.k.a. Der Klugest Speck. Of course, all of our listeners, though, will know you as the man who cured 6,000 people of their allergy to the word pickles. Uh, you are the pioneer of the Knee Whistle Orchestra. And, of course, you're most famously known as being the world's only anteater whisperer. Um, James, it is a delight to have you here. How are you doing? Oh, I'm very well, thank you very much. It's an absolute privilege uh, to be on your show. It's been... Uh... It's been, a, it's been a difficult morning with the anteaters, but uh, mm. it's nice to be here. And thank you so much um, for, for referencing the, uh, the, the, the allergy to the word pickle there, because it's a very misunderstood medical condition. And um, it's something I've been working on. I mean, I, I don't like to talk about it, obviously, because it's, it's for charity, but um, it's, uh, it, it's something that's very dear to my heart. And, um, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's actually quite a crossover with the anteater whispering, because I don't know if you know, but the way to Is cure it? somebody of... Uh, of an allergy is is to desensitize them so what i do is i, I creep up on them and, and i whisper the word pickle um in their ear whether they're an anteater or not because actually um 23 of, of anteaters are allergic to the word pickle that's a fascinating i didn't realize that there was a connection between your two sort of endeavors um but it mm. obviously makes sense now how you move from one almost seamlessly to the other um, yeah. But I didn't realise, how often do anteaters come across a, a pickle? Am I allowed to, is it okay to say it? I'm suddenly aware that if there are anteaters listening to this, I could yeah. set them off. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to leave them out. Anteaters are very welcome well, no. to listen no, to Thank you show. so much for, for your sensitivity there, Tina. That's, 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 that's very humble. Um, yeah, I mean, I would suggest maybe with the podcast, if you put a warning on at the beginning that, you know, mm. potentially triggering words like pickle uh, will be used. Uh, I mean, I mean, it depends how you use it, because they, uh, whereas most anteaters who are allergic to pickle, uh, the word pickle, uh, they're allergic to the noun pickle, as in a pickle, um, or I'm in a pickle, for example. But uh, they're actually not allergic 
um, to pickle as um, as a verb, as in uh, I, I am going to pickle some beetroot, um, which wow. is very interesting. So it's not just it's not just the sound it makes in their ears, which are very sensitive. Um, it's uh, it, it's the meaning as well. So it's very much a, a neurolinguistic allergy, which um, it's, it's a fascinating subject. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. I mean, and, and this is what I, w- I was very curious about in that, you know, as an anteater, how often, you know, do, do they do you often sort of put ants in brine? Is that like a favourite? You know, I, I don't know how how varied ants like to have their diet. Do, do they, you know, do they have ant chutney? Do they have ant ketchup? Do mm. they vary how they eat their ants? And therefore I was worried that the word pickle, um, yeah. you know, how often that comes up in their lives. Well, I, I mean, average anteater, um, and obviously there is no average anteater. That's a very objectifying way mm. to describe an anteater. They're all, you know, beautiful and uh, and unique in their own special way. But an average anteater, or an anteater on average, um, eats uh, four and a half thousand ants a day. I don't know if you've ever wow. eaten four and a half thousand ants, but about halfway through mm. that, you really fancy some pickle because um, they're very <laughs> fatty. <laughs> they're very, very, very fatty in the same way that you might eat. I eat pickle as a way to increase my cheese consumption. Um, because yes. cheese without, you know, you just, you know, I can't eat any more cheese. And then you have something acidic and sweet and juicy and then you'll, and tangy. Tangy is the most important thing. And then woof, um, you're off. Um, and you can eat more cheese, which is very helpful. But if you're an anteater trying to eat more ants, which they need to do, um then uh yeah then you've got to go into a greengrocer's or some sort of supermarket in the in the veldt um where where they live in in south africa and um and then you've got yourself the problem if you're allergic to the word pickle that um you're allergic to the noun pickle uh how do you how do you ask for it so most of them do what i do when i'm in a foreign country which is sort of point and grunt um and that sort of works and obviously being an anti i don't don't know if you know but their nose is very long and pointy Hmm. so they're actually incredibly good at pointing uh, with their with their nose, so generally they're a very fascinating species of creature. Yeah, absolutely fascinating. And I, and I should just say that I haven't ever eaten four and a half thousand ants in a day. It's not something I've particularly thought about. I think at most maybe one or two by accident. Um, it, I don't know if it's something that you've done, but but what I was sort of that's got to be quite hard for anteaters because I I like crisps. I really like crisps, and I have had some days where I've eaten quite a lot of crisps. But even mm. after what I would consider quite a lot of crisps, on those like big bags or maybe several smaller bags, I'd still go, oh, probably had enough crisps now. I, I'm bored of that. I, so it must yeah. be really hard for an anteater to every day go four and a half thousand ants. Like, oh, can I not have you know? Can I have an apple? Yeah, now, please? I think that's why most of them. Um now would prefer if we call them aardvarks um, because that mm. doesn't restrict their diet using, I mean, you know, language can be very powerful and, and, and insidiously violent. So by calling an aardvark an anteater, you're actually saying you eat ants and only ants stick to your ants. But by calling it an aardvark, um, wow. you know, you give it more scope, I think. So um, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating subject, but I think we should move on because I don't actually care about aardvarks. Yeah. It's really annoying. <laughs> Well, that's yeah, but, which is weird because you do care about anti. Again, yeah. language is fascinating. But well, well, no, it's it's lovely to have you here. How, and I was just I was mainly going to ask how how you are. Are you, are you well? Yeah. Aside from all the pickle curing and and anti to yeah. whispering. Well, um, I'm still recovering from World Book Week. So last week was World Book Day uh. or International Go Dressed Up in a in a Snow White Day. 
Um, and um, so I, I'm very popular uh, in those things because I'm a writer and, and an author. So um, so I visited five schools in five days, which I mean, I know to most people you think, well, that's a job, James. That's what that is. That's normal. Mm. Well done. Um, you went to work for five days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Congratulations. Um, and um, but, you know, I mean, you know, like four shows a day, then that's that's 20 shows. It's, I, I find that quite tiring, um, but it was absolutely lovely. And, and some very nice things happened. Um, and then I, I was in a school yesterday. Lovely thing happened yesterday. Uh, I was talking to the reception children. I don't know if it's called reception uh, where you are. I, I say you. I don't know who's listening. Uh, but obviously, it, in, in Britain, it's usually called reception. That's the first year of school, which is absolute nonsense, because surely the first year of school should be called year one, really. Uh, reception. Yeah. I mean, they forgot about reception, presumably, and then just made up a name for them. <laughs> them um, the, yeah. You know, I mean, they can't even spell it, for goodness sake. What's the point of that? Um, uh, but however, in different parts of the world, so in Scotland, not called reception. So any Scottish listeners, oh. um, it's primary one. It's much more sensible. Primary one oh, yeah. in Scotland. Yep. And uh, uh, whereas in New York, uh, I've been to schools in New York, um, and there it's pre-K, which stands for pre-kindergarten. Um but to me, pre-K sounds like something you'd have for breakfast. You know, what do you want for breakfast? Have some toast, some jam, and some pre-K. You know, um, and then in Australia, yeah, it sounds like the letter J. Isn't the letter J is pre-K? Isn't it? Wouldn't you just? Be, oh yeah, I guess if you're so. Pre-K, yeah. you're just J. Yeah. Well, presumably A, B, C, D, all the way through J oh, are also are, yeah. pre-K, aren't they? You know, yeah. um, mm, that's very a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so maybe if your name is J, you should actually refer to yourself as pre-K. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Fortunately, my name isn't Jay, so that's fine. Yeah, Um, yeah, that's that avoided. Um, But yeah, Australia, they call it prep in most states. And of course, in the UK, prep's like posh school, but there are no posh people in Australia. They're they're not allowed. Um, And uh, so that's preparing, preparing for school. Um, And then in in New Zealand is my favourite. In New Zealand, it's year zero, which is great for your confidence, isn't it? What what year are you in? Oh, in me? I'm in nothing. But it makes it sound like they're in the beginning of time. See, I always think that when you go to school and and you say, like, what year are you in? They say year one. You're like, wow, you're from the past. Because I've not been, I'm in 2022 and you're in year one. Like, you must be where there's dinosaurs and things. And I don't. That's very funny. That must be incredible. They're not saying, what year are you in? I'm in year one AD, are they? they, I mean, no. I mean, mean, unless they are. I don't know, maybe if they're like Roman children or something. Um, But that would involve a lot of time traveling. Um, but yeah, yeah no, you're yeah. right. So yeah, so year zero was was there a year zero? Was there like what was before one AD? Was there just one was that it, was just like there was one D. BC? Yeah, or well, there's one. Yeah, B- I don't know. There, there must be a year. There's a zero for everything, isn't there? Like we're like when when we're born, we're we're just zero. We're just zero. For yeah. Oh we? no, you're not. You're like a minute old. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Know. That's very tricky. And when and when you have a birthday, um, like. You mentioned I, I, that's your daughter's fourth birthday, so isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, it's not. That's her, it's her fifth birthday. What? We've got to include the day she was born, haven't you? Surely that's a birthday, oh, the day yeah. you were birthed. But, but do you have to include that when really that whole year they're just sort of like pooing themselves and going bah? Like they're not. <laughs> they're not doing very. You know, does that really count when you haven't really done very much? Like but, I don't look back you, at that as a very productive that... year of mine when I was yeah. like, that old. I don't think time works like that, does it? I mean, it can't be said, well, I haven't done much this year, so I'm not any older. I mean, during <laughs> lockdown, I, I did nothing. Does that, mean, does that mean I'm still 46? No. Yes, <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, <laughs> I think it means all of us who didn't do much in lockdown, and I include myself, I think that we get those years back uh, and haven't aged. 
Yeah. Do, do you want to know what the most disappointing thing was about the pandemic uh, for my children? <laughs> was uh, was was the whole bubbles thing. So when they went back mm. to school, and uh, I don't know if you of your listeners, you know, are at school, uh, they went back to school, and we got a, an email saying, "Oh, your kids can come back to school in a couple of weeks." And they were like, "Yay!" They said, "But will it be okay?" And we said, "Yes," because according to the email, you're going to be in a bubble. And they were like, "Oh, that's going to be amazing!" Like like floating around in a sort of space <laughs> bubble bouncing down the corridors bumping off their mates you would you wouldn't have to go to school in a car you just open the front door and just float out 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 the door down the road not on a windy day not like during the Eunice and the franklin all the rest of it you'd you'd, you'd end up in great yard yeah. be a nightmare yeah. with a trampoline but uh but yeah but then, then no, apparently it wasn't that at all you just had to stay in your classroom Rubbish. which is disappointing but then i also my fear would be had they been in bubbles a lot of uh, especially children in primary school they often have to do things with scissors or paintbrushes you'd pop that bubble like you know any art and crafts you'd Mm. be in a lot of danger of falling out of your bubble yeah that's very true well maybe they'd be not allowed for covid reasons or maybe when you were put in your bubble at the beginning of the day you'd be given everything that you needed oh but also you'd have a problem that not only would nothing else be able to come in but nothing would be able to go out Oh no! Oh, yeah, that's, that's that horrible. Called, the after lunch poo situation would be a bit of a problem, wouldn't it? You'd have to It'd have be a... really disgusting. You'd have to float around with it till you went home. And oh, then you'd really smell when you got home. Oh, that'd be terrible. Yeah, you'd let it. Yeah, you'd have to be let out of your bubble in in the garden and then like drained in some way. Yeah, actually, I think it's a terrible idea. I'm glad they just stopped <laughs> not going near other well, children. Unless they have at every school, like somebody who's got one of those like little pots of bubble stuff, and but a giant bubble blower, and just they yeah. could you could they could pop it so you can go for a poo, and then they can blow another big bubble so you yes. can start the day yeah. again. That could work. And also, we're assuming, Tina, aren't we, that that if we were to invent like amazing bubbles that you could float around in and would protect you mm. from all sorts of illnesses, you know, in in, in a future where that has technology has been invented. We're assuming that they that they haven't solved the problem of the wheeze and the poos, which they, they probably would, just in ways that we can't conceive yet. That's true. That's true. Like when yeah. I, I remember buying a, a washing machine that was also a tumble dryer. And I was thinking about how? How can it do two things? Surely <laughs> wet things and electricity, that's gonna go wrong. But I'm I assume they've they've solved that problem, haven't they? Um, I used to do yeah. a joke about uh, about Star Trek, what involves Star Trek. Are you a Star Trek fan? Vaguely, I like yeah, it I'm, sometimes. I haven't watched it yeah. for ages, really. No. But uh, like before I had children, you know, just sit and watch telly all day. Um, and uh, and and I, I remember, you, you know, like I remember, I bought a microwave lasagna. Um, and and I remember like putting this microwave lasagna in the microwave. Obviously, it's the best place to put them, and it's like two minutes and twenty seconds. And and then just being really impatient that it it, it was just taking so long. And then I was thinking, well, hang on, before micros invented, if you wanted to make a lasagna, you know, you have to spend an hour making the thing and you put it in the oven for four and a half hours and you go and watch Ben-Hur while it was cooking. Then you come back and your lasagna be ready. Um, but now it's like, so I was thinking like in the future, when when Star Trek, they have those sort of, um, you know, like replicator machines and you say, Earl Grey tea and a Diet Coke, please. And then boom, it's there. Would you would you be like, Earl Grey, come on, thank you very much. Um, would that work? And then I realised, somebody pointed out to me, it was Des McLean, who's now a comedian on Scottish radio. Um, he, he said, you're assuming that in the future, that they wouldn't have, like, like you know, they still have Diet Coke, that that whole sugar thing won't have been solved. Surely if you've got machines that can <laughs> replicate food on voice yeah. commands, 
the, we won't need to worry about our, you know, our sugar levels, surely. But there's, there's also, they, they won't have any, like the nice thing about waiting for food sometimes is that you can go and watch something or do something or check something or call someone. Whereas yeah. if the food's ready immediately, you just won't get anything done in between. You know, I feel like that yeah. ruins all the little in-betweeny bit time. That's that's a yeah. good point, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I don't even have a microwave, so I don't know what if I'm also if, I if done, those yeah. replicators. Do you think they'll work like microwaves, where the food will be unbelievably hot? Or <laughs> like when you try and touch it, it'll be unbelievably hot, but then within ten seconds, very cold and not nice anymore, and then you have to put mm. it back in and replicate it again. Yeah, probably there'll probably be lots of glitches in the early days, um, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. Well, I'm still looking forward to it and bubbles. Yeah, me too. I liked well the thing I liked about Star Trek was all the sort of future thing. I didn't always like the idea of boldly going where no one's gone before because sometimes I think, well, what if it's rubbish? Like I'd prefer someone to have gone and gone. Yeah, go yeah. here is great, or don't go here; it's a bit boring. Yeah, a bit like Ghoul. Yeah, been there. <laughs> yes, which is <laughs> I mean, now uh, if if you are listening to this in Ghoul, uh, I assume you're a ghost or a spectre. I, I assume that everyone in Ghoul is a is a ghost. Um, but I sort of feel that if you're going to call somewhere that name, it, it's probably going to yeah. be a ghoulish. I, I have yeah, actually been to Ghoul, and it, and it was very nice. So uh, yeah, yeah, I have too. Yeah. It is quite nice, and I didn't meet any ghosts either. I felt a bit let down. <laughs> I was thoroughly <laughs> let down by these things. <laughs> Terrible. Well, well, it's it's it, James. It's lovely to have you here, and I've got you here obviously because um, we've got some very important questions that I need you to answer. But before I get to those ones, um, and I, I need to let you know that this is an audio podcast. A lot of our listeners listen to it with their ears. Some listen to it with their bums or their knees. We don't discriminate. Mm. However, they want to listen to it, that is fine. Um, but because it's an audio podcast, um, I just wondered if you had a favourite noise that you could either tell us about or possibly even make. Um, oh yeah, I mean, I, I suppose I do all sorts of noises. I, I do quite a good old-fashioned telephone impression, uh, which, which is oh, yeah. this. It goes like this. That's oh, like, someone's I... calling me. Sorry, James. I, I think someone's calling me. I just... Oh no, no. Oh no, that was weird. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. So I do that, but of course nobody's phone does that anymore, does it? Because either you've got an annoying ringtone, mm. or you've got your phone on silent. I mean, if you if you know who has their phone on loud anymore, so there are the. Phones just don't make it. Phones sort of go instead. So I need to work on that impression. I've never done that before. Um, I, I, this, yeah. is very, this is very audio. But the other day, um, so my uh, my other half just just moved into a new flat and hasn't got a washing machine yet. Um, so there's like a space under un, under the kitchen worktop. So uh, just for fun, I got under there and did an impression of a of a washing machine. Um, and uh, it, yeah, it's uh, and this whole set off a whole evening of various domestic appliance impressions. Turns out I'm this very is good. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm I'm quite good at, at being a printer as well. But what oh, I can't yeah. do is um, is print on both sides at the same time. That's almost impossible to. That's to, to very hard. Make. Can you also do the printer noise where you start doing the noise and then it inevitably breaks, jams, stops working? Well, yeah, I mean, this is I, I can do an impression of me using a printer. Okay, it goes like this. It goes, <laughs> Why? What? What? You've got ink. What is the matter with you? Ah! Then there are various crashes and screams, and then sirens, and then uh, and then yeah, then I'm in the papers for again killing another printer. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, well, it's it's got to be done. I mean, it's it's interesting as well that most of our listeners, yeah, as you say, they won't have heard a phone go make make your brilliant phone noise. They they probably um won't use a printer. I don't know what they do. I think they just sort of draw things on their faces now if if they need to. Yeah, they them. do. Yeah, and then and probably they probably don't use a washing machine. They probably all smell. So you know, I don't. 
Mm. Well, they probably got confusing to them. like bubble clothes or, or something where they just like yeah. you know get drained at the end of each day in some way. So yeah, yeah it's a shame. It. There's all sorts of things which are really important to me, which just don't exist anymore. Uh, I don't know if uh, do you remember notes on the fridge? Uh, you know, yes. before text messages came along, my mum and I, when I was a teenager, we would entirely communicate through notes on the fridge because obviously I, w- I was never awake at the same time. So if I was, I wasn't listening. Um, so normally I'd get home from school. Uh, and there'd be a note on the fridge saying something like, put the oven on at 220 degrees at 4.45. You know, uh, all right. And then I'd, I'd, I'd write on it, we have run out of cornflakes. What kind of fascist dictatorship are you running? Um, and then, <laughs> and that, was, that, that, that was how we communicate for years. Notes on the fridge, very important. Yeah, It's amazing there's not been any, I mean, I know, I know you're saying that now you could text or you could whatever, but I'm amazed there's not been like a, a futuristic upgrade of notes on the fridge. Like a can I just small portable you fridge you could carry around, or yeah? I'm so sorry, Tina, but there's a man wants to talk to me. I'm actually I'm in my car at the moment, and uh, I'm charging, and he wants he wants. I know he wants to. Hello, my friend. I'm just in the middle of recording a podcast. Um, are you wanting to know when I'm going to be finished? Yeah. Okay. I re- I reckon I'm going to take it up to ninety percent. So about fifteen minutes. Will that be okay? Yeah. So cool. Cheers, mate. Thank you. So I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm in my electric car and I'm and I and I'm and I'm charging up, which is which is great. So um yeah, but there's the thing. Electric car owners, we have this this old community. We basically spend our lives just tapping on each other's window, going, How long do you think I'll be? Because I really need to get to Colchester. Um, it's lots of fun. Sorry, I interrupted. I, I, wonderful... No, it was nice. We had we had a special guest star on the podcast that I wasn't expecting. I don't yeah. know if you t- like I'm just should we just call him the, the man? The the man that needs well, could... electrics. Well, he's moving away now. I'll, I'll tell you more about him. He's wearing a peaked cap and oh, yeah. uh, and a sort of puffer jacket. And oh, he's got his wife in the car, and they've got a Golf ID three, which they're they're pretty Ooh. pricey. So uh, this is obviously wow. his pride and joy. Well, they, oh, yeah. well, it's very nice to have him guest on on the podcast. Uh, appreciate his contributions. Uh, I don't know how to credit him. I might just put him as Peaked Cat Man with Golf ID three. Yeah, in the credits. I'll find out if he's got any books he needs plugging, and then we can yes, maybe mention them in the notes. That'd be mm. fantastic. So now I'm I'm aware that you've got fifteen minute. We've have we got a fifteen minute countdown? Oh yeah, but I, your... I can I just have to move unplug the car and move the car. So no, we can you, you can have me for longer than that. It's fine. But it's such yeah. an amazing world where you just unplug a car. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You just, awesome. I'm just going to unplug the car. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it is wonderful. I don't, I don't know if electric cars are the answer to anything because obviously they still, it still requires a lot of fossil fuels to build an electric car. Um, but um, for the moment, that's that's what I'm doing. But um, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to find all sorts of uh, ways of living more sustainably, and this is this is just one of them. Um, I like it. Yeah. I like it. I just, I still just like that you could, like, oh, I need to charge the car. Oh, you can't because the cheese sandwich maker's plugged in, you know. Or, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Things like that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm at a shell garage, and um, and it tells you how many kilowatts it's doing. And this apparently, like the um, the poster says, fast and reliable. This is literally the least reliable thing I've ever known. Um, but it's supposed to do 45 kilowatts, and it's currently, according to me, doing 19 kilowatts. And that's wow. because inside the garage, somebody's making a hot chocolate in the machine. Wow, so that's selfish. What happened. Yeah, somebody, only, somebody uses the coffee machine. If they had a replicator, and it would make yeah. it in seconds, and your car would get charged quicker. 
it would, we need it? the future to hurry up. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but also bring back telephone noises at the same time just for balance. Yeah. Maybe the two things are connected. Maybe. Hello, Very this confusing. is the future calling. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they do it on a landline. That would be amazing. Maybe that's why. No one, no one's connected to a landline anymore. So mm. the future's endlessly trying to get through, thinking, well, yeah. why is no one answering? I've got some great stuff to tell you. Yeah, how you can just make biscuits materialise and none of you are answering the phone. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. Silly Futures world. on analogue. That's the problem. Yeah, that works for me. Did you say you had some questions for me? What did you I, want to I ask? Do. Well, I've, I've got to ask you one more important thing before before we ask the even more important things, which is simply that yeah. this is a family-friendly show, which you know and I know, and every, it's suitable for all ages you can possibly imagine. I don't know if you can imagine an age. Yeah. Can you imagine one? Well, as an abstract concept. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can imagine an age. Yeah, it's suitable for that. That's it. Any, any. Yeah. I'm just saying anything, any age you imagine is suitable for it. And because, well, what about the Cretaceous age? Does that, does that count? Does it... It's suitable. It's suitable for the Cretaceous age. Yeah, it's absolutely suitable. Right, yeah, that's fine. Cool. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, any, any age, any age you, you can imagine, except 101. That's a long, complicated story. But every, every mm. other age. So, but, but I just simply want to check if there were going to be any rude words that you won't be saying uh, during this show. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I tend to make up rude words. Um, so, um, I mean, I won't be, I won't be using the word schmillet, um, cause that's oh, disgusting. Yeah. Um, I also won't be using horrible. the phrase pagging taggers. Um, <laughs> or, that, um, that, that is horrendous. We'll get banned. Yeah. Can I say crumbling plimp turtles? Yeah, you can say crumbling plimp turtle, but as soon as there's uh, okay. more than one, it becomes. I think we're not allowed in, mm. in seven or eight countries yeah. once that happens. So yeah. Yeah. What about one yeah. pit? One pit? One pit? Crumpet? Thumpet? <laughs> two of those, yes, but not the other <laughs> I, two. I, yeah. Can I? Can I say unexpected item in bagging area? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, but only if you're saying it without uh, without a hint of remorse. Okay, well, that's great. Okay, well, I've got the rules now. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much for, for adhering to them and making sure this podcast is safe for absolutely everyone except 101-year-olds. Um, right, so look, look here. The reason I've got you here, obviously, we've had some questions sent in. We've actually got three questions, which is, is quite a lot, so we'll, we'll race through them. And um, the, the first one comes from uh, comes from Mr. Toastman. Uh, so I don't know if they are a superhero. I don't know if they're constructed of toast. I worry... That people try and eat them. It's obviously just. I, I would think it's quite a difficult life being made of toast. But I don't yeah. want to judge. You know, maybe they... soggy, soggy after yeah. a while. Yeah, mm. it okay. doesn't well, sound we'll... very fun. But you know, well, maybe I'll add that to my list of charities that I can. People who are made of that's very nice toast. of you. Yeah. It's mm. very nice. Okay. I mean, the other option is that they are like a superhero who, when people can't toast their own bread or or are unsure what setting on the toaster to use, that Mister Toastman appears and. Help, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't given any more detail about their existence. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's most likely that it's, it's a name that maybe it's like a contraction or an anglicization of of Toesman, um, oh, which yes. I think is is German, which which derives from a um a, a person that does like you know toenail clippings and stuff. I think they're like a prof- oh, like yeah. a, a professional name. Uh, people who cut your toenails for you. I don't know what they're called. But is it a podiatrist? I think the German for podiatrist is is Tosenman. And um and they, they would imagine they probably moved here as, as refugees a hundred years ago or so and then um anglicized their name due to the wow. prejudice that they found um to change it to Toastman. That's that's almost that's certainly exactly what happened. That's almost certainly and and so now this person should you have an irate nail they'll they'll jump to your rescue probably wearing a cape and clip it off. It's in their blood, which is well, the worst wow. place for an irate nail. 
Is it oh, horrendous? Absolutely very painful. Um, well, th- well, look, I'm, I'm honoured that they've written in. I had no idea of this immense history mm. of of um, uh, corrupt podiatry to- tonus. And uh, but they've sent in a very good question, um, very important question actually. One that I I wonder why it hasn't been asked before. They've asked why do vampires suck blood? Why not something else? It's a really good question, isn't it? Yeah, That's a great question. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, um, I mean, there's plenty of other things they could suck, couldn't they? Oranges, mm. uh, for mm-hmm. example. Lollipops. Um, yep. Lollies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing with, with vampires, I used to be quite afraid of vampires, but then I remember thinking about it, and out of all of the undead people, uh, uh, they are the, uh, they're always the best turned out, aren't they? I mean, zombies are a mm. mess. Yeah, and um, yeah. werewolves always ripping their clothes and stuff. But vampires, yeah. they're always wearing beautiful clothing, well-cut suits, dresses, lace. They just look amazing, don't they? Their makeup is always perfect. They're generally more the more sort of you know traditionally attractive of the of the undead. Um, yeah. And uh, although, of course, you know if you do fancy zombies, then that's that's fine. Um, sure, sure. But uh, you know, I don't want to oppress your preferences. Um, but uh, the thing, the other thing with vampires is they don't have a reflection, do they? So I struggle with thinking, well, how do these two things go together? Because they look in the mirror and there's nothing there. So the only answer is they must be in pairs doing each other's makeup and hair and stuff. And then say, like, before going out hunting, whatever it is they do, sucking blood, they must have to sit there and, you know, do each other's lipstick and eyeshadow and stuff. And, then, you know, and now I just imagine them having a, you know, a little glass of lemonade or something before they do that. And then go... <laughs> And now suddenly, you know, they just don't scary, seem scared yeah. anymore, do they? No, they just just they just feel like you know two people getting ready to go out to junglers for the night or something. Which... Yeah, that is true. I mean, that's it. It's, I just, I just, just backtrack slightly. I should say, to listeners, that, that zombies don't really care about looks; they're more about brains. So that is a very important thing to know. But, but the vampires, I think you're right in that they don't. I mean, I wonder if you're you're also hitting a very important point here. They don't have reflection. Drinking blood is very messy. Were they able to see the absolute state they get in by drinking blood? Maybe they think, oh, maybe I should have a sandwich. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they just think, oh yeah, maybe hummus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's start a campaign. Um, let's get vampires to suck hummus. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be quite. Have you? I haven't tried sucking hummus, like not through a straw or anything. I wonder if it's harder to to do because it's some hummus can be quite yeah. thick. It can be quite. Yeah, well, if you add a bit more olive oil, that normally sorts that out. I mean, I don't know if hummus contains all the necessary sort of micronutrients that they'd be getting from blood. I think they'd probably be struggling on B twelve. Um, so, but well, nutritional actually, yeast, bit of sprinkling of nutritional yeast. Well, and here's uh, a concern: does hummus, out, not, does hummus yeah. not contain garlic, James? Does hummus not? I've just thought, yeah. does hummus oh, not have garlic? Yeah, it does, yeah, yeah you see that um, in the background. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and of course, vampires are allergic to garlic, aren't they? Yeah, not mm. just um, not just the noun, but the verb as well. Yeah, yes, uh, that yes, was a, yes. a callback to the anteaters, just yeah. in case anybody's <laughs> just tuned in. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think maybe turning vampires vegan is it's it's a big ask, isn't it? But maybe mm. that's the way forwards. Yeah. Does, yeah. does your little girl watch Vampirina on the television? She does. She likes Vampirina very much. Yeah, Vampirina's yeah. great, isn't it? But I do get a little bit concerned about it because uh, Vampirina is a, is, a, is a young vampire girl and her family has moved from Transylvania to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she finds it very difficult to fit in, but slowly the, the, the community of, of, uh, you know, of humans uh, lets her in and learns to love her. Um, She's lovely, yeah. 
Well, she's lovely. It's really nice. And it's a really good message about, you know, integration and tolerance and all the rest of it. But the thing is, vampires do like, you know, eat babies. So, you know, they don't seem, they've glossed over that, haven't they? I don't know if you've read Bram Stoker's Dracula. But then you don't, you don't want one living next door. You know, I don't <laughs> care how liberal you are. I don't care how woke you are. You get rid of the vampires. So I think the well, there's, whole, there's the got whole to be an awkward is moment, small. isn't there, where... You know, where they say to Vampirina, oh, would you, you know, so, so the one of her friend's parents is like, oh, do you want some crisps or a snack? And she's already eating a baby. And it's, it's quite you know, nice by yeah. that, they've got a baby. Yeah. You know, <laughs> an embarrassing moment when everybody gets their packed lunches out at primary school, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. I think the whole programme is completely misconceived. Most children's programmes are, you know, Fireman Sam. Are you aware of Fireman Sam? Yes, so I fire, am indeed. Yeah. Fireman, Sam. There's, there's a fire every day in Pontypandy. Yeah, like five people live in Pontypandy. Yeah. It's just sort of just get rid of Norman, and everything will be fine. He's he's the, <laughs> he's the trouble man. Yeah, I think worried. they're a bit. I think less well, to, less tolerance in in children's programs. I mean, similarly, Paw Patrol. We've got you know, if dogs are having to do oh. all the emergency work, then what's happened to all the emergency services? This is a very strange world where we're relying on dogs to do it. Yes, I mean, very true. And where's, also, where's all the firefighters gone? No regard for physics, Paw Patrol. No, those jetpacks no. they have. Where's the fuel coming from for that level of yeah. propulsion? It's not. There's no. Yeah. I can't see. I want to. I want to see the blueprints, but basically, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all very. Con- I mean, yeah, it's all very confusing. Well, I. I feel, you know, we've sort of answered it. I mean, we. I don't know why they suck blood, not something else. I think it would be. It, it would be nicer if they had something else. I, don't I think it's iron. Iron. Bro- I, mean, bro- I think Probably broccoli. Iron, yeah. Broccoli, hummus, and um, and nutritional yeast would 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 be a better substitute, really. Well, yeah. and also they always look quite pale, so they probably do need iron. Mm. Yeah, well, they don't get out in the in the daytime, do they? So that's another course, reason. So, yeah, that's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, there you go, Mister Toastman. I hope that answers your question. Thank you for that, James. Mm. Um, yeah, very important. Very. I, I think there's probably a lot more that really needs to be done with the vampire community but that that's another day possibly a, a charity mission for yourself um the other questions that we've got are from uh from lila age 12 um and lila asks um well i'll, I'll do them one at a time or, do, or would you prefer them both at the same time unnecessarily fast what how would you like yeah questions? i'd prefer the second option please okay why are flip-flops why are elephants not purple <laughs> that was that was both so okay well, yeah hang on. so uh, yeah, because they're separate questions. I mean, why are elephants not purple? We'll come to that. But the first question was just, why are flip-flops, wasn't it? It wasn't like, yeah, why and then are flip-flops? I, I should say she's put about 18 question marks after that. Uh, so mm. it's quite a lot. Yeah. It's, it's a really why big question. Why are flip-flops? I mean, it's a very zen question, really, isn't it? Why are flip-flops? Mm. I mean, is she asking why do they exist? Or is she saying why do they... Or is she saying why, why are flips flop? No. Why are flops flip? Why are flip-flops? I don't wear flip-flops. I find them annoying. Mm. It's the flipping and the flopping that's the problem. Um, I don't want my shoes to flip and flop. I want them to stay in the same position as my feet and so I know where I am. I don't want, I don't want anything flipping and flopping. Um, yeah. So I, I, I refuse flip-flops. Um, do you, do you yeah. think they came about because somebody made shoes that were rubbish? <laughs> somebody was like, I'd like some nice shoes, and then they made, oh, these ones are rubbish, so they flip yeah. and flop. Yeah, um, possibly. They just thought they like they liked it. I mean, I I have had times in my life where I've had shoes where like uh, the soles have been coming off and they've been flapping, 
uh, sort of mm. flip-flapping. And they did make quite a, a nice noise as you walk down a corridor, mm. for example. Um, so yeah. maybe somebody did that and then just thought, you know what, I'm going to do this deliberately. I'm going to make some flip-flops or flap flips or, or, or flop flip flaps. Flip, 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 flips. Flip. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, if you, I mean, they're quite a cheap shoe to make, aren't they? And and you can probably make them. Something, something like Ed Stafford or Bear Grylls probably makes flip flops out of, you know, pieces of wood and a and a bit of nettle or something. Um, so yeah. so maybe that's yeah. that's the answer. Mm. That's wow. That's yeah. That that would be incredibly uncomfortable wearing a nettle on the base of yeah. your feet. So everywhere you went, you stung yourself. Oh no! As but you'd have to you'd grasp it. You'd grasp it with your with your toes. You see, you grasp. The oh, I see. Thing. Yeah, and, uh, and Miss, Miss, our, yeah. our previous question of Mr. Toastman, he'd be able to help us with that. Um, yes, that is true. It's that in his blood. True. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So the other question: Why aren't elephants purple? I I no, thought some uh, yeah. were. I thought they were. Um, I mean, I've they're not sort of mainly grey, aren't they? But... Myself, but I haven't seen many. I don't often see elephants in my day to day. Like there weren't any mm. in the shops today, so you know, I can't. Yeah, I can't say I'm yeah. an expert in seeing elephants. No, I was telling you earlier about reception, wasn't I? Because there was a thing that happened mm. in the school yesterday, and one of the things I like how it comes full circle was uh, I was talking about naughty pets, and and I was getting the normal stuff. I say to the children, you know, do your pets do anything naughty? And they say, oh yeah, my cat weed on my head and stuff like that, normal stuff. Um, and then this girl at the back, who was four. She said that um, uh, uh, her elephant broke her toilet. And, uh, and so we had a conversation about imagine, <laughs> imaginary pets. Um, and there was another girl who said that giant crabs had stolen her shoes. Um, wow. And I said, Why, where were the giant crabs? And she said, well, they were pets. And I said, where, do you still have the giant crabs? She said, no, we got rid of them. And I said, why, why did you get rid of them? She said, well, they kept stealing my shoes. I think when, when you're four... Um, something you imagine and something that happens, basically they're both equally valid, aren't they? Or you have a dream. It's, it's all the same thing. Because when you're four, every day you see something you've never seen before, haven't you? So, you know, the, the mm. first day you see a guinea pig, is that any different from when you, you know, dream about having a dragon or something? Same thing, isn't it? That's, that is true. I mean, you know, I, I also don't want to, you know, uh, I don't want to dismiss that, but I do worry that there were giant crabs stealing her shoes and... You know, often shoes do go missing. I've mm. never been able to work out why. And yes. if it is that giant crabs are sneaking about at night and stealing my shoes, that feels like a very valid Could reason. be. Yeah, um, that would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? And uh, yeah, and she's probably been telling people for years that, you know, yeah. giant crabs are stealing like, oh, Four-year-old. No, they nonsense. don't believe it. Yeah, she's become yeah. the girl who cried crabs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which yeah, <laughs> I mean, and it's sad, you know, for years as well. She seems to have just been four, so it's a really she's had a really hard. Maybe she's a vampire. It's, yeah, very hard. Yeah, time. yeah, a lot yeah. of four year olds are. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. You can tell if so, they if they if they refuse to eat hummus, they're a vampire. That's the way, isn't it? That's the that's the tell, isn't it? Always, yeah. it's mm. if if you are concerned that someone is a vampire, or not asking about hummus. And that pretty much, yeah, absolutely. Because it's sneaky. Because really if you ask about garlic, uh, then they'll go, oh, no, no, I do not like garlic, because that's an obvious, obvious one. Everybody knows that. Yeah, but yeah. if you say, if you mention something that's got garlic in it as a subtle background sort of flavour, yeah. uh, then they probably wouldn't sneaky. know that, because they'd never, have, they wouldn't have been given it by their parents, would they? Because they're allergic to it. But so they wouldn't know. So when you go, do you like hummus? You go, oh, yes, I love, I love hummus with my falafel. Um, and then you go, ah, yeah, you're a vampire. You can tell because you can't eat hummus. <laughs> Got garlic in it. 
Yeah. This is such yeah. ex- expert expert uh, advice for for those mm. of you out there who are wondering if there are vampires around at your, your school. Mm. Um, lot, a lot of teachers yeah. are vampires, you see. So you have to you have to keep an eye on them and uh, just of check. course. Of course, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, well, just to go back, that you you said at first that you think a lot of elephants are purple, or some elephants yeah. are purple. Mm. Is that is that a specific sort of brand of elephant? Is that a, a, they live in a certain location? Yeah. They eat a certain food. What's yeah? They're called the purple ones. Um, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean the the grey ones. Do they eat grey foods? I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what are you, are you the color of your food? I don't think I am. I don't know. I eat a lot of food, so I don't know. Maybe yeah. an amalgamation of different I mean, things. I'm a, I'm a generally sort of beige color. Um, uh, so pasta is that? Am, I, am yeah. I the color of pasta because I eat pasta? Yeah. If I ate, yeah, I mean, if I ate more whole it, grain yeah. pasta rather than rather than plain pasta, would I would I go browner? It's it's tricky, isn't it? Because I yeah I I like I I eat like carrots quite a lot, but I've not gone sort of or I eat quite a lot of vegetables. I've not gone sort of green and orange. I don't look yeah. Like a well, you say that, Taylor, and obviously our, our listeners can't see you, but we're doing this via Zoom, so I can see you, and you do look mm. a little bit orange. So maybe it oh, could be sure. that. Mm. Maybe it is that. Maybe it is that. Yeah. Well, is it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Because there's lots of foods where they say if you eat them, it makes your your chest hair curl, or it gives you makes your teeth strong yeah whatever, whatever all those things that you get told when you're little they do and then none of them actually happen and it's very mm. disappointing i ate so much food with the aim of getting like curly teeth or whatever and none of it i didn't get curly teeth it was rubbish <laughs> but but yeah. you know maybe there is something the elephants i was just want, what i was wondering is are elephants these purple elephants just absolutely gorging on blueberries and having a great time no they're just purple these purple elephants. Fair. Wow. Well, that's. I like. I like that. That Lila's asked why elephants are purple, and your answer is no. They are though. You just haven't. Yeah. You haven't seen any. You need to yeah. go and look yeah. more. Get out. Get out a bit more, Lila. Go and find the elephants. Yeah. All all yeah. the different colours of elephants out there. Yeah. Any particular areas you recommend she look or just um Africa? If you yeah the African purple elephants they generally live in Africa, and then if you want to see the Indian purple elephants they live in India. <laughs> Oh, that makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or the zoo. There's plenty in the zoo as well. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really they're usually yeah. in uh, in London Zoo. Um, they're next to the Green Lions. Right, right. That's where they. Yeah, yeah. And that's that little bit at the back. That's. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense with the red monkeys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, oh, I know it well. I know it well. Um, brilliant. Well, well, thank you, James. I, I hope I hope that Mr. Toastman and Lila are both very, uh, you know, just pleased with those answers. I think they were very concise. I think I don't know what more they could want, really. Uh, I, I, I mean, if they send any letters of complaint, then I, I, I would I would rebut them strongly. All right, you said yeah. but, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I will, I will do that purely because you said but. Um, so right, well, we'll do that. Um, but I, I think they're going to be very happy with them because I, you know, you've really helped explain. They're both about vampires, flip flops, and elephants. So thank you, thank you for your time. Um, and uh, have you, have you got a nice, a nice rest of the day? I suppose you're still just waiting for your what? Yeah, your well, I'm going to carry. On, I'm going to carry on writing another book. Can I? Can I mention my books? That's the only reason I'm here, really. You can mention um, the book, of so, course. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, I write a series of books called The Funny Life of. So there's the funny life of pets the funny life of teachers the funny life of sharks um coming out soon in july or august i think is the funny life of football 
Um, so you can watch that whilst watching the uh, the World Cup. Uh, but what I'm writing at the moment is the funny life of saving the planet. Um, so I'm doing all sorts of planetary saving things, and they're writing about how funny they are. So um, yeah, I think the the, uh, the the man with the with the cap who's who's now glaring at me, saying why haven't they moved the car? He's definitely going in the funny life of saving the planet. Um, but yeah, Excellent. so yeah, I'm quite Excellent. looking forward to all of that. It's an absolute privilege to be on your podcast, and thank you so much for having me. And um, oh, it's, thanks uh, tons yeah, for doing it. You. And how how many more minutes of car charging do you have to do? Well, according to the screen, I got eighty-seven percent. Um, so that's probably enough, really. It's absolutely fine. You told yeah. you told Pete Cap Golf ID three man ninety percent. So I think you should sit there yeah. until he's yeah, got very there. red in the face. <laughs> that's that's what he deserves. Absolutely, <laughs> a heart attack and a garage forecourt <laughs> in his expensive electric car. <laughs> <laughs> yes, serves you right. Hello. Big thanks to James Campbell for coming on the show to explain not only his very important work with aardvarks who are allergic to the word pickle, but also to answer the questions from Mr. Toastman and Lila. I wonder if Mr. Toastman gets bothered by ducks. It's a good question, isn't it? Um, and I do hope you'll all be looking out for hummus-eating vampires and purple elephants from now on. Um, all of James's funny Life of books are very, very funny indeed, and I've put a link to them in the blurb for this episode, and I think you should be able to get them wherever you are in the world, so do grab a copy. James often does live comedy shows too um, uh, around the UK, and in fact around the world, so do go and see him be funny outside of his car as well. Don't forget, if you have a question you need answering, or you want to tell me your list of most boring birds, then please do ask your warbling whiny glums sorry grown-ups to help you email us at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk come and see our live shows which you can find at comedyclubforkids.co.uk and if your grown-ups fancy buying me a vampire defeating pot of hummus they can do that at ko-fi.com forward slash comedy club for kids or via the acar supporter button and i know you're thinking you're thinking what happened to the sparrow tin and just before you told us the important bit it was flying around comedy club for kids hq and you got you all worried well look Turns out, turns out he wasn't angry at all. He'd read the article and actually agreed with it. And he saw me through the window, but because of the sunshine, couldn't really tell if it was me or not. So when he finally noticed, he had to fly in and he had to let me know this amazing thing, right? What he wanted to tell me is, get this, he's now got a new chirp. Listen. Ah, isn't that lovely? And now, Sparrow, you can be top of my list of interesting birds. Well, second, actually, after the bird of paradise that does that excellent dance. Oh, OK, OK. They can go second. See, everyone, it all worked out in the end. Hang on. What's that in the tree now? Oh, no, it's looking right at me. Oh, it's a duck. Ah, bye. You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, it's the end.